0: The following program has been pre-recorded. Thanks for tuning in this weekend to Let's Talk Portland, Odyssey Portland's weekly public affairs program. I'm Gary Bloxham. Year-round, the Union Gospel Mission is always doing great work. And around the holidays, they've always got something special going on. Let's talk about it. On the show this time, I would like to welcome Jason Christensen. Jason is the executive director of the Union Gospel Mission Portland. Hey there, Jason. Welcome to Let's Talk Portland
1: thanks for having me.
0: Sure. Now, you and I spoke a couple of months ago. You're relatively new to Portland, right?
1: I am. I uh, came here by way of Denver, uh, right here this spring, and uh, and jump right in. Uh, it's been a, it's been a, a great ride so far. Uh, people have been incredibly welcoming, and uh, it really is just a it's it's a it's a great community with a lot of pride. So I'm happy to be here.
0: Great. How did you come to be at the Union Gospel Mission?
1: Well, um, my past is uh, I had worked mostly with programs that focus on poverty reduction and working with the homeless and people with addiction. And the opportunity came up last fall. The board was conducting a national search to find a successor for um, my predecessor, who was a wonderful human being, uh, Bill Russell. And um, and went through the interview process and and had the good fortune to be selected to uh, succeed Bill uh, here at Union Gospel Mission.
0: Yeah, Bill, definitely a great guy. I spoke to him many, many, many times over the years.
1: Such an incredible heart. And, you know, uh, I, I I I used to consult with nonprofit organizations. If somebody said uh, they were applying for a position where they were following somebody who had been with the organization for 30 years, I'd strongly advise them to maybe look somewhere else. Uh <laughs> Because, uh, you know, it's, uh, that's a long time, a, a big imprint. And, uh, but Bill left an incredible culture here, um, and he has such a great heart. Uh, he and I have, uh, you know, just very similar mindsets when it comes to the mission of the mission. And so uh, it made it real easy. Um, he's been a fantastic mentor to me. And uh, I'm, I'm grateful that the board of directors here had the foresight um, to allow him to stay on, he's he's helping us with our women's shelter program. Uh, we're we're growing that, and um, and so I get to work alongside with him. And um, you know, we're we're humble enough to keep our egos in check. We're not. We have no problem uh, being two leaders working side by side because uh, really it is about the mission of the mission here. So I'm I'm grateful to to have Bill here. Well,
0: let's talk about that a little bit. Tell our audience what is the mission of the Union Gospel Mission.
1: It's, it's pretty simple. Love our neighbor, uh, feed the hungry, and to restore the addict. And, um, and uh, we are certainly um, um, with an abundance of opportunity. I'll, I'll put it that way um, here in Portland. A lot of people are struggling, um, struggling um, you know, financially, struggling socially, struggling emotionally. And, um, and we see ourselves in a position as an extension of the church to go out and reach out and to bring love and care to them. How does
0: Portland compare to Denver? It seems like in Portland, you know, this our homeless crisis has been very visual for the last several years. Um,
1: I, I, and I would say that is probably the biggest difference. Um, you know, it is it – is, um, I, I think the severity of the crisis is more severe here in Portland. And, I, I you know, I, I think a lot of that has to do with um, just – uh, how we approach, uh, addiction. And, um, and then, you know, I understand that, you know, the efforts went underway to decriminalize, um, uh, drug usage, which I, I, I can, I appreciate the, the noble, you know, effort behind that. But I think at the same time, um, when we're not providing, um, enough opportunity to help people come off their addiction, we're really doing them a disservice, and sadly, you know, I, I think people are—we're allowing people to to kill themselves. It's a, it's almost a, a suicide on the installment plan, and I think that's a big difference. Um, is 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 uh is really within the within our drug laws here between denver and, and Portland I think the other issue too is accessibility and mental health um There's a little more accessibility in Denver than there is here, and hopefully you know our civic leaders can find a way um to to remedy that um, I know that the resources are coming available um this coming fall um but the tax on the pass for home services so um, maybe that we can see more resources allocated towards mental health as well,
0: it just kind of seems like it's it's a problem that um is so apparent and just isn't getting any better
1: no um and when you look when you consider statistics that you know forty percent of americans are are what you would consider housing insecure that they are an illness or a paycheck a job loss away from losing their housing and um, that's a that's a staggering number when you think about it 40 percent of the american population is living paycheck to paycheck and at risk of being out on the streets trying to find safe and secure housing yeah,
0: and a pandemic doesn't help with that
1: it certainly has not um you know and, and you know people are cautious uh you know and in, in, um in, when they're looking at their hiring and so you know um that's uh, that's something that has to be considered as well
0: we're talking today with Jason Christensen, executive director of the Union Gospel Mission in Portland now the holidays are just about upon us which is a, gosh it seems so weird to say it seems like we were just in the middle of summer a couple of weeks ago but the holidays are here what's happening for the holidays at the Union Gospel Mission
1: well I'm glad you asked you know uh, thanksgiving is uh, is next week and and uh, instead of focusing on one day and one location um we're going to try to serve, try to serve as many people as possible so we have uh to go meals we get about 900 to go meals ready to to head out uh, for folks to take um, where they can get downtown. Or we'll also deliver into the camps through our search and rescue outreach initiative. Uh, we also have partners um, at churches in various locations throughout the Portland area where um, people can come in and access those uh, Thanksgiving food baskets that we have prepared for them. <clears throat> and again, it'll be throughout the entire week. It's not just going to be on Thursday where people can get meals.
0: Wow, that's a big undertaking to get that many meals out to people.
1: Well, we have some great partners uh, with, with churches and, and organizations like mercy teams that help prepare um, the these these baskets um we're, we're very fortunate to be able to be a conduit for that
0: if somebody is uh looking for a, a meal from you guys how do they how do they get that and are there resources available where they can sign up or something
1: yeah and I would encourage people to go to our website at ugmportland dot org um, to where we can uh, it's posted on there as to um locations, days, and times um but the best place to come to is our is our uh, Burnside and third location downtown
0: and for Christmas, what's happening for Christmas? Have you thought that far ahead yet
1: uh, well, <laughs> it's I, not that uh, far away, I guess. <laughs> kind of the same kind of the same thing is is um and um and there'll be there'll be uh, more information forthcoming on that uh, but yeah um and we're also uh, looking to to collect toys for our our, our women program out there um for the kids in that program women in our life change um program that they will be able to uh have a uh, have a christmas that uh, they wouldn't otherwise have <clears throat>
0: You touched on search and rescue a little bit. Tell us about search and rescue. This is a really amazing program.
1: It is. And, um, you know, uh, we, uh, you know, this problem isn't going to get solved overnight um, because it is a true humanitarian crisis. But uh, we like to look at it as uh, one tent at a time, that there's one fewer tent out there. that, that somebody is in a better place. And, uh, and Search and Rescue goes out six nights a week, um, and we make contact with 75 to 100 individuals every night. And uh, through that process, by building relationships with people, finding out where they're at, we will connect them to organizations where they can get safe housing. And so far, um, we've had 180 people that we've been able to bring out of the camps and into safe, permanent housing. Um, and that's just, just, just this calendar year through search and rescue. Um, and I would imagine as you know, as the weather's turning and, and, and people find themselves in tougher spots, um, they're going to probably be a little more open to coming out of the cold and into shelter. And so um, we're there to be there to help them make that transition.
0: And like you say, making those relationships, that is one of the most important things and probably one of the most difficult things to do.
1: Well, there's power in a name. And, um, you know, it's one thing to give somebody a cup of coffee, uh, a blanket, um, a clean, dry pair of socks. Um, But when you know them by name and you call them by name, that means something to that person that that says to them, you are human and I care about you, that, that we love you. We're here to care for you. Um, and um, uh, that's what happened. That that, that was the biggest surprise for me when I went out on search and rescue that, um, you know, one, that we use volunteers mostly. we have a couple staff that go with, but it's volunteers that go out. And to, to see them when we would arrive and set up, uh, to see them talking to campers, And calling each other by name was impressive to me. It says that you care. It says that you take the time, that you are invested in this person and their well-being.
0: Where does search and rescue go to help people? It seems like there's homelessness everywhere.
1: We do. So um, I can't remember the exact number of sites that we visit, but it's throughout the Portland metro area. Um, obviously, there are some places that are more visible. you know, um, you know delta park is is one of the larger uh, encampments hundred um, tenth and uh, and Foster. Um, we see a lot there. Um, those are the places that we will we go. We announce ourselves, hey, we're here. We're not ones to you know walk through and all that. Uh, we let people come to us. We don't go to them. We respect their privacy. On uh, that, but um, yeah, we will we will make our presence known that we are there. People will generally come out of their camps, and then we will engage them.
0: Is search and rescue something new for you, or did you have anything like this when you were
1: in Denver? And not that not, I didn't see anything like this in Denver. Um, and this is something that we actually replicated uh, from Union Gospel Mission in Seattle. Um, this is what they were doing. And um, we just found this as um, well. It's fulfilling our, uh, our our mission, which is to love our neighbor, and so it is going out and meeting our neighbors where they are in their neighborhoods, so to speak, um, and and to find ourselves in relationship with them. You know, there's a lot of talk. You know, the, the term social justice gets thrown around a lot, and uh, people have very different. Uh, uh, understanding of the word justice. To me, justice is about right relationship. And um, what Search and Rescue, through our volunteers and staff going out there, is they are putting themselves in right relationship. They're making contact. They're making friendships. They're building trust. And this makes it a lot easier for people to come in because, you know, folks that are there are experiencing some form of trauma addiction, um, or mental illness. And, um, so there is a, there is a deep distrust and, um, um, of anybody outside of the, you know, within their own inner circle and searching a rescue by going out there and engaging with them. We, we end up building that trust with them, which does make it a lot easier to pull them out of the camps, get them out of the tents and get them into safe, permanent housing.
0: We're talking today with Jason Christensen, Executive Director of the Union Gospel Mission in Portland. Now, Jason, we've had a relatively mild fall so far, it's been a little bit wet at times, but colder weather is coming, and And what about overnight shelters for those experiencing homelessness this, this winter? Well,
1: I'm so glad you asked that. You know, we have a wonderful partner in Central Nazarene Church uh, out on 205 in Paula. It's a, it's a, a wonderful faith community there that uh, is allowing us to do overnight emergency shelter there. And uh, this began last week, um, or excuse me, two weeks ago, and will continue all the way to the end of March. Um, folks can come in, get out of the cold weather, um, and then uh, we will provide you a warm meal. Um, you have a place to stay, <clears throat> it's supervised. Um, we have staff on hand and volunteers and then uh, we'll provide you with a warm breakfast um, uh, for you to leave during the day. And that, and you can come back again later in the evening. Is that open to everybody? Anybody who needs the help? Yeah. I mean, there's a capacity issue. Um, um, you, know, there are, you know, I think we can host up to um, 60 people who can stay there overnight. Um, but yes, if, if anybody's interested in volunteering, uh, we would love to, to, to invite folks to come in and, and uh, pitch in and help out, we can always use help there. And um, people can do that by going to our website at ugmportland.org.
0: Tell me about some of the services that uh, Union Gospel Mission offers.
1: Well, uh, in addition to the meal services that um, that comes out of our our downtown um, uh, facility, um, we have our life change program, which I had mentioned referenced earlier. Uh, which is for people who are uh, have made the decision, they've committed to change their lives by getting off the streets uh, and coming in um, and living a life clean and sober, um, and in working towards self-reliance, um, both social and economic self-reliance. And um, you know we have we have a work therapy element to it. Um, you know we re- we require our residents to work so many hours uh, a week. Um, in in exchange for their their room and board here. Um, People are want for nothing. uh, We take care of their housing. uh, We take care of their food, their clothing, all that is provided for them through life change. Um, They just need to commit to working a program to remain clean and sober and um, striving for uh, economic independence.
0: And the holidays can be kind of a... a a difficult time for people to try to make a change. Is that right?
1: Well, it is, and and if you think about, you know, a lot of folks who come to us that have experienced broken relationships, and and so uh, holidays can be traumatizing uh, for some people. And so, um, you know, we want to make sure that uh, what we're offering here and how we engage people is is very nurturing and encouraging to them. People may be separated from family, and that's hard for them, um, and so. You know, we're grateful for a dedicated core of volunteers uh, and committed staff who uh, are are looking out and um, um, for the recovery and care of the people that stay with us.
0: How has the pandemic affected the work that you guys do, and actually continues to affect the work that you do?
1: Well, certainly, uh, um, you know, we were able to host chapel and provide dinner in. In our building downtown, um, uh, on a daily basis, um, n- not being able to do that uh, has been tough. Uh, we have returned to one night a week where we offer a meal, but again, it's available takeout, um, and um, and chapel service is provided. But we have a capacity, you know, based upon the size, only so many people can come in, uh, and it has affected volunteers too. Um, because um, you know people, you know, are cautious, um, you know, about how they want to, you know, uh, allocate their time, and um, and so you know if they want to be safe. Uh, we we just had a, we've had a bit of a drawback on that, uh, and so we are looking for more people to volunteer and come to us.
0: That must make it especially hard um, not being able to serve the meals at the mission because a lot of of. That is companionship, you know. People can want to come and and make friends and and see their friends.
1: Is that again, right? again, I, I go back to yeah. It, you make a great point, Yuri, and, and, and it, it it is about right relationship. Um, you know, I had uh, I had a poverty of riches when um, when I ran a soup kitchen in Colorado Springs. We had ninety six different churches that volunteered, and so I I didn't. I people wanted to volunteer, but I didn't have any space for them. And so I said, you know, you can do something even better than volunteering. They said, well, what's that, Jason? I said, just come down and have lunch. Come down and have lunch and sit next to somebody. Make a friend. Um, you will be amazed at the power in that just to sit with somebody and to talk with them. And um, and so, um, you know, that, that's that's one of the things um, that's so hard for people, especially those struggling with mental illness uh, and addiction, isolation um, it can be very detrimental. And so I'm looking forward to the day when we can get fully engaged, fully back to, to where we were pre-pandemic so we can be together again.
0: Yeah, that day is coming. I, I can see it. Yeah. It's maybe still a little <laughs> bit far off, but <laughs> it's coming. So Looking speak, forward to it, yes. Speaking of volunteer opportunities, um, I, I suppose that your volunteer opportunities are a little bit limited right now, but how can people help out?
1: well if if you, again if you go to their website there 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 are a host of of opportunities where you can find and look what 's good for you and you can sign up um, it 's real simple uh, you can do it twenty four seven if you sign up th- through our volunteer page on our website um, you, we can have you volunteering the next day that quickly um, but I can tell we could use some help with our thrift store our thrift store has been doing very well for us and uh Uh, People have been uh, donating, so we could use some help with sorters uh, there. We can use help with um, assembling uh, sack lunches, which we do take out on Search and Rescue. Um, So, yeah, I I would encourage people to go to ugmportland.org, click on the volunteer page, and uh, they can see all the opportunities that are available for them to volunteer.
0: We're talking today with Jason Christensen, executive director of the Union Gospel Mission. Jason, tell me about the impact of the mission.
1: Well, again, I I, I, I go back to that number that I I shared earlier um, uh, of 180 people that are no longer living in a tent, uh, living in a camp or living on the streets, thanks to Search and Rescue. Um, I look at, um, you know, and and we have, because we've had graduates, um, you know, about 100 people a year go through our life change program and we're finding tremendous success um in people maintaining their sobriety and living fully productive lives. Um we have a seventy eight percent uh recovery rate um that is people who go a year their year postgraduate who have not relapsed, uh that's among our women and seventy one percent among men. Um it's pretty tough to find that um you know in, in other programs. So we like to think that what we're doing here with folks sticks with them. And um in that um People are finding a new identity um, because the people that come to us, their identity is in their broken relationships or in their addiction, and they are able to find a new life through life change um, by getting clean and sober um, and having their, just having their self-esteem restored. Yeah, that's really important.
0: We talked at the beginning of the show about how you're relatively new to the Union Gospel Mission in Portland. You started there in April. Um but do you have any good stories you can share of your time that you've been there so far?
1: So many, you know, uh, I think, I think what has uh, impressed me the most is that um, when I talk to people um, across the political and theological spectrum, there's a genuine compassion uh, for those who are, who are challenged with um, homelessness. And, and, um, in a country that can be so divided, you can find an argument over anything. <laughs> yeah, <totally. laughs> um, I, 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 I just find that Portlanders are really uh, sensitive to the situation and, um, and um, um, it's, it's easy to point fingers and blame. Um, um, but, you know, you know, I, this is a city that is struggling with a lot of violence right now. And, and, um, um, I don't see anybody blaming the homeless on that. Um whereas in other places I, I that has been a, a regular occurrence. And um and so I, I think there's a thoughtfulness uh among Portlanders um as to uh, what's going on with our homeless.
0: We here in Portland and the Pacific Northwest have big hearts. You do. <laughs> Very much so. As we're heading into the the cooler winter, or I, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say colder winter weather. <laughs> it's coming. Um, what kind of donation items is the Union Gospel Mission looking for right now?
1: Well, I'm really glad you asked that because yeah, we could use uh, gently used uh, sleeping bags, coats, shoes, and boots. Um, those are important. Uh, coffee's another thing. Um, you know, then like a hot cup of coffee, we we will take that out on search and rescue and share with folks. Um, so yeah. Those are, those are items that are um, of, of highest, uh, highest need, highest demand for us. I've heard that
0: socks are always a, a big item for donations. Can't go wrong
1: with socks. Yeah. <laughs> you cannot, cannot go wrong with socks. And also hygiene items, um, including feminine hygiene products. Um, we like to take those out um, to the camps to make those available for, um, for um, the women that we will, will come in contact with. That We can make those hygiene uh, kits available to them.
0: And we're heading into uh, Black Friday and big shopping season, so there's probably going to be some pretty good sales out there, everybody. So buy some extra stuff and do- drop it off at the Union Gospel Mission. Talk to me one Appreciate more time one more time about Thanksgiving and what's happening for Thanksgiving.
1: Well, again, uh, we have uh, every day that week we'll be distributing uh, to-go meals. Um, and so uh, we've got about 900 uh, prepared, ready to go. Um, And uh, we just encourage folks to go to ugmportland.org, and they can see uh, the days and times that those will be uh, distributed.
0: Great, Jason. It's always so great to hear about what's happening at the Union Gospel Mission. Thanks for being on the show. This was fun. Thanks so much, Gary. Appreciate your support. We've been talking today with Jason Christensen, Executive Director of the Union Gospel Mission Portland. If you'd like to hear this interview again, just search for Let's Talk Portland on the Odyssey app.